0: Good morning everyone. How is everyone doing this morning? Great. Great. I heard a great. I heard some good. Very good. I'm also doing very well. And I'm excited for this morning and for what the Lord has to show us and share with us and hopefully inspire us as well in regards to patience. Everyone let's say patience together. Who's excited about patience? Ah. Wow. Don't worry. There'll be more than one of us at the end of the sermon. I hope. <laughs> uh, let's start with a story. Who likes stories? Once upon a time, there was a girl named Jamie Anderson. <clears throat> now, Jamie had never driven a stick shift or a manual before, but uh, due to a series of events, Jamie needed to drive from a funeral that was not expected, uh, funeral to a wedding in a stick shift so that she could get to the wedding. So, how many of you have ever driven a stick shift before? Okay, very good. Uh, How many of you remember your very first times of driving a manual? can I get a, (laughs) Okay, so don't worry, I had at least two hours practice before I had to drive from Victoria to Abbotsford by myself. Now, I only accidentally ended up at the border once, so (laughs) I remember this crazy sign that had the arrows going this way and this way, and I didn't even, I'm like looking at my gear, trying to be like looking at the sign and making sure I'm not speeding, and oh my gosh, could you imagine if I was speeding, I like don't even know what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. Um, And so, uh, how many of you know there's a a ferry that you need to take, uh, which has a little bit of a hill? to get up. So I'm like, okay, just think, be patient, breathe, get your e-brake on, do everything right. When you get up to the top of the ferry, or when I do, uh, someone, I will paraphrase their words, they were a little more intense than I would be, but they're they, uh, they like, oh, you smell that smell. Someone smart must have left their e-brake on. <laughs> I left it on all the way up. I just, I had a few... There's a series of events that happened before I got to this wedding. I was also in a convertible, so my hair was crazy, and I, dra- I like, grabbed my dress, drove into a McDonald's, not into the McDonald's, into a McDonald's parking lot, whoa, um, to, uh, to fix my hair, get my dress on. My hair's all crazy. I'm like, I'm having a bit of an interesting day, to say the least, but in great high spirits. I'm excited for this wedding. No one's died yet. No, I haven't crashed, everything's okay. Um, And I pull, as I'm pulling out of this McDonald's parking lot, I'm about 10 minutes away from this wedding. So, a few things have happened since, but I'm like, I'm so close, right? I'm just about there. My heart has been beating faster than normal for the entire duration of the trip, and I'm ready to be there Uh, with the slight detour. I was not running as on time as I would like to have been, but I did leave myself an hour and 15 minutes extra of time, So I was still going to arrive like five minutes before the wedding started. So I'm at an intersection, the light turns green, and I stall. All right, I kind of like rock myself into the intersection, and the gentleman behind me, bless his heart, he tries to help me out by laying on his horn (laughs) forever, forever. I'm pretty sure he just uh, I'm like, oh my gosh, okay, just, it's okay, Jamie. It's okay, just think, just think. Okay, the clutch, where's the clutch? Which one is the clutch anyways? I don't even remember. Okay, uh, this one's the clutch. Okay, uh, he's still laying on the horn uh, behind me and I'm like, okay, 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 just breathe. Buddy, okay, figure out my gear shift and I'm like uh, still behind me. Guys, I'm pretty sure, I think he could have, from the time he laid his hand on the horn, to the time he let it off, I'm pretty sure he could have had a half a cup of coffee. Like, we're talking a long time. Finally, I like, get going, boop, 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 stall again. A second time in the intersection. And he's, bless his heart, in his patience, is continuing to lay on the horn for my benefit. Right? Ah. Eventually. As I start to go through, I see the light turn yellow, and I just barely make it through an entire full set, Uh, and Buddy can now get on his way. How many of you know that patience uh, in someone else's life is totally beyond our control? Yeah. But um, if, if Buddy back here would have had a little bit of patience for me, I could have greatly benefited from that in my crazy day. Right? Um, <laughs> we're going to be talking about things that are in our control and about being patient with ourselves and others this morning, but I thought I'd just share that quick story because I think it's a good reminder of what kind of people we can be to people when we choose to be patient with people because we, we never know what's going on in their day, we never know they forgot the e-brake on when they got on the ferry, we never knew that that person's grieving, just got back from a funeral, driving a standard, doesn't know what the heck they're doing right? So, there we go. While we're on the topic of driving, I'm not exactly sure when I started doing this, but um, when I, I remember growing up, when we were driving in, um, I was little, my parents would be driving in Calgary. Who's driven in Calgary? (laughs) Laughter. Love it. (laughs) Um, I remember there would be times where my parents would express frustration at Interesting choices of the drivers around them as we were driving in Calgary. And I, remember, I don't know when I started doing this, but suddenly one time, out of my mouth, I just, it just came, Mom, maybe that person's having a baby. And she's like, what? I'm like, no, seriously, maybe that person's having a baby. Maybe, Mom, maybe they're literally on their way to the hospital right now. We don't know. I mean, I've never driven a car while having a baby. But I'm pretty sure if I did, I would be driving worse than that. (laughs) So let's just be patient with them. We'll let them do their thing and get on with things, right? Uh, Benefit of the doubt is a powerful thing. And did you know that it actually can change our heart towards people? Why don't we dig into the how and the why Uh, in regards to patience after we read our core verse together here. Let's whip that up on the screen. All right, ready, one, two, three. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Oops, my bad, sorry. Just testing you, it's just a test. Um, But patience is in there, that's the one we're focusing on today, right? Okay, fruits of the what? Spirit. Spirit. right. The Holy Spirit, right? Fruits of the Holy Spirit. So fruit of the Holy Spirit. How many of you know an apple tree doesn't have to try to be an apple tree? It just is, right? So when you've got an apple tree, there's not one apple tree on the planet that's going to be like, oh, I really hope I produce apples today really hope I can get the apple out of me, maybe a few. An apple tree is just an apple tree. And it is what it is, right? It's like an apple tree produces apples because it's what? An apple tree. Same with the cherry tree. doesn't have to try. It just is. Trees don't have to try. Right? Am I right? Trees don't have to try. When we are filled with the Holy Spirit... The Holy Spirit empowers us and enables us to access this fruit in our lives when we work that out in our lives. So it's interesting, it's kind of like, I don't know, I think of our culture and how fast paced we are, furious and fast and efficient. Um, It is interesting that patience isn't something that we always highly esteem, is it? Or maybe even think about that way. Sometimes it is. In some certain scenarios, I would definitely say that it is. But um, yeah, let's let's dig into this a little bit more. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. What's our next verse we have up here, Emily? Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. Okay, spiritual life. Well, who even is the Holy Spirit, and and who is he for? Let's go to the next slide here. Um, this is these are some excerpts that I've taken out of John fourteen and fifteen. If you go home today and read John fourteen and fifteen, they're so good. Uh, but just for time's sake, let's um, let's break this down a little bit. Oh, uh, sorry, one four, yeah. Um, I'll just read this, and I, so this is Jesus talking with his disciples, and he's saying, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. That word advocate, right there, remember that, advocate. He is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. No, this is Jesus speaking, I will not abandon you as orphans, I will come to you. But when the Father sends the Advocate as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and will remind you of everything I have told you. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. Mm. So now, just shortly after this, Jesus says, but now I'm going away to the one who sent me, God the Father. And not one of you is asking where I'm going. Instead you grieve because what I've told you. But in fact, it is best for you that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, I will send him to you. So, Jesus goes away to God the Father, and the advocate, the Holy Spirit is sent to us. Um, Emily, I'm not sure if I have, yeah, this one, okay. Um, oh, actually, can you, can you go one slide ahead? I think I may have put them in not quite the right order. Ah, oh, that's right, I'll just read it. Um, okay, so God, Jesus, Jesus says, I'm going, I'm going to God the Father, but the advocate will come to you. So the advocate, the Holy Spirit, um, the Holy Spirit, comforter, counselor, encourager, he... He comes and has come and he lives inside of us and allows us to be reminded by himself um, the truth and to remember what Jesus himself taught us. So basically, at all points in life, we have full access to the fruit of the spirit when he is living in and within us. Um, just up on this next slide here. Um, well, who can have the Holy Spirit? Is it just for people who show up at church on Sundays, or is it just for the special people? No. Uh, Jesus is saying he's, um, Jesus says, "So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, oh, this is a bit of a, out of context. Jesus is talking, talking to, um, talking to the people about how how much fathers would love their children. So." He's saying, uh, "I'll just read it. I think I've mine, because so I just missed a sentence there." Um, we're at Luke eleven. Uh, basically, he just says, "Fathers, um, fathers, like our earthly fathers, they're good to us, right?" So here he says, "Even if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him?" To those who what? ask. Yeah. To those who ask. So that means that all of this fruit, the fruit of the Holy Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, we have access to all of these fruits because of the Holy Spirit when we ask. Just because we ask, because the Father is so good and He loves us so much. Isn't that amazing? Whoa, guys. Isn't that amazing? That's pretty amazing. That means in any scenario that I might need patience with the Holy Spirit inside of me, I can actually access that. That's pretty powerful. It means even when I don't feel like I can be patient, I actually have access to that inside of me. Mm. It's, kind of like, it's kind of like working out, right? Uh, the Lord gave me biceps. I don't work them out. So you probably can't see them. But if I worked it out, you'd be able to see that, right? And we've just learned that um, when people witness these fruits of the Spirit, when we produce much fruit, it gives glory to the Father. When people see the patience in our lives coming out of us in scenarios that we do our daily life in, people are drawn to the Father. People see the Father by the way we're patient, by the way that that fruit, comes off of our tree because we have the Holy Spirit in us who has empowered us to access that patience. Hmm. Amen. Hmm. Patience. You know what? Patience does a lot of things. Patience enables us to show grace and extend grace and kindness to people when the circumstance doesn't really call for it, right? Um, Does anyone have a perfect family like I do? (laughs) Kidding! (laughs) Um, Families, how many many people in this room have ever needed to have patience with someone in their family? Yeah. (laughs) How many people have ever needed to receive patience from people in their family? Yeah, there's some double hands going up. Totally. Um, patience is really neat because I th- I think that patience actually creates safety. Let's say that together. Patience creates safety. Patience creates safety. If you have if you have two parents, let's say uh, the father is really really quick to blow a gasket. And, and freak out really easily. And the mom is known as the really more tender-hearted, patient one out of, out of the two. If the child makes a big mess or mistake and is coming to tell one of their parents, which one do you think they're going to go to? Mom. And those roles can be reversed, right? I'm just, for the analogy's sake. Um, the more patient parent, right? Patience create safety. What does that look like for us in our workplaces? How are we creating safety in the environment around us by the way that we choose to be patient with people and access this gift of the Holy Spirit that he has put, that God has put inside of us that produces patience? Patience creates safety. I think that's pretty amazing. Patience also allows for greater understanding. Would you agree? Because how many of you know, there's always two sides to every story. Even Buddy back here in my standard story, I don't know what his day was like. Maybe he had a crazy day too. Clearly, he probably did. (laughs) But patience always allows for greater understanding. When When we choose to be patient, we choose to be like Jesus. Is patience always easy? Mm-hmm. Okay, it is for everyone here. Ugh. Not always, no, no. Sometimes it's not, maybe you could say most times it's not. But how many of you know when you start working out, you start small and then you can start lifting heavier and heavier weights. If we are patient in the little things in life. Uh, we're going to talk about some different scenarios that are a little bit more intense when patience is required, but I really just wanted to spend some time on the little mundane, day-to-day family dynamics, which are can range in any anywhere of intensity. But the day-to-day stuff, uh, in Zechariah, I think we read, maybe Zechariah 4.10, uh, we read, uh, do not despise the day of small beginnings. The Lord... The Lord, it matters to the Lord, those little things that we choose to be patient about. Because guess what, when we're patient, even in the little things, um, it starts to come out of our life in ways that we, can't, we don't even realize. I, um, I, I work with seniors. I've worked with seniors for about six years with a two-year break in the middle there. Um, and I mean, some of you could probably guess, uh, working with seniors sometimes requires a little bit of patience. Is sometimes a lot of bit of patience, if that's a word. <laughs> it is now, <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I think even just on this on this um, topic of of ease, right? There's um, there's someone at the gym who could who could lift a lot more than I can easily because they've worked up to that, right? where when I, when I work with my seniors, a story that comes to mind, you know those, um, you know those electric uh, chairs? Not electric chairs. <laughs> not electric chairs. <laughs> you know those massive, lazy boy, reclining, remote-controlled <laughs> chairs? <laughs> that is not what I do for work. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, you know those chairs that you push a button and it goes you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Clients doesn't shock ya. Um, gosh. <laughs> um, so I was working with a gentleman who had one of these fancy electric powered Lazy Boy chairs. And he, um, he's very sweet. He's in his late 70s, early 80s. And, uh, and he was trying to go from the sitting position in this chair to standing so that he could walk with his cane and the time that it took at the beginning was about 5 minutes and he he was he's so sweet he was he was so apologetic the whole fi- 5 minutes of just oh, i'm sorry this is taking so long and just feeling really bad about it and i was like hey like i'm here for you take as much time as you need like it's all good and uh, and he did take all the time he needed and it took him 15 minutes at the very end of it all but i was just there being his cheerleader and and believing in him, standing by his side and then ready to spot him for safety. So later on when I, I told my mom this story when I got back from, um, from work that day and, and she said, oh my gosh, Jamie, that is like, oh, that requires so much patience. I can't believe you like did that. And, and it, it didn't even cross my mind. Like I was like, wow, is that patience? I mean, I guess it's patience. But it didn't feel trying for me. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, actually, like when we work up that muscle, when you have years and years of experience of of having patience and choosing patience and strengthening that muscle, there's a certain level of ease where you can actually lift heavier weights and it, it you don't even really bat an eye about it, right? And then there's other situations where you're like feeling, oh, great, like had patience there. That's awesome. These people are feeling loved, incredible. and uh, And then maybe... Your kid pushes a button in you, you didn't even know existed, and that's like, that's a little bit different. Who has kids here? Okay, I don't have kids, but um, I do, in my work with seniors, recently actually, I, f- I found a button. Ah, oh. you know that feeling where you're like, I wish I didn't have that button. Ah, but you just pushed it. Okay. <laughs> there's um there's a very sweet lady I um I know and she has dementia, and every time I use the washroom, I I just look at her and I'm like, hey, I'm gonna use the washroom. I'm gonna be gone for about two minutes. I'll be back in a little while, I'll be fine, it's all good. She's like, okay. So I go to the washroom. 15, 20 seconds later, wow, 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 wow. Always in fives, always. Months and months this has been happening. And I'm like, just trying to go as quick as I can. And she's like, fives again, always in fives. Hey, 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 are you okay in there? And I'm like, it has been 20 seconds. I'm certainly fine. Uh, So I'm just like, yeah, I'm okay. (laughs) She's like, what? Doesn't have her hearing aids in. I'm like, oh, mercy. So I, uh, I just figure if I just yell once loud, maybe that would be good, right? So I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> oh, I'm like so embarrassed. And she's like, wham, 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 wham. Like, oh, my gosh. Okay, so I just like try to finish quickly and, and get out. And every time she always says, it's always the same thing every time. She's like, oh, you know, I had a really good friend who got hurt in there once. Every time, same, like word for word, every time, you, oh, you know, I had a really good friend, and, and I just, there's nothing I can do. It's a cycle, it happens all the time. I haven't figured out a strategy yet, but lately I've just, I've been feeling like, I would like two minutes to use the washroom, if that's okay, and I haven't been able to get that. <laughs> so, how many of you can, can feel me, especially those of you who have kids? Yeah, I have some nods, they just never leave me alone. Okay, so there's these buttons where we're like, okay, Lord, huh, what does patience look like? How can I breathe? Like, okay, breathe, all these things. But actually, okay, think about, let's think about this for a second. If there is something you don't have and you're trying to obtain it, it's different than acknowledging you have something and using it, right? Right? Like I almost think, I think of um, like a kid at Christmas who just got a ton of gifts and there's like this huge pile by the Christmas tree and it's amazing. And let's say maybe they, they didn't get this gift that they wanted and they're like, oh, they start freaking out. They're like, man, I really wanted this, I don't know, what's a Barbie, I really wanted this Barbie so bad. Okay, and then they just start going and they start thinking, okay, maybe if I if I get my allowance for the next three weeks, then I can maybe get this Barbie and I can... Uh, And they just start thinking and trying and they're like, oh, they're frustrated and they just really wanted this Barbie. But actually, they actually have such a big mound of gifts right over here. There's actually that Barbie at the bottom and they just didn't realize it. It just got mixed in with everything else. But it's there. So trying to obtain something that you don't have and trying to just, oh man, I just got to be more patient. How many people have said, I've said that before. How many people have said that? Yeah. But if we go about it this way, acknowledging that actually the fruit of the Holy Spirit in our lives empowers us to access a level of patience that draws people to Jesus, that's a different perspective, isn't it? When we're filled by the Holy Spirit, this fruit is accessible to us in every single moment. In moments of piddly little annoyances all the way to patience enduring through intense trials hmm. there's um There's a, it, I don't know if I, how to really word it, but I'm not sure if I should say a different kind of patience or a different level of patience or, or what have you. But there is a different feeling that patience that endures that's different than being patient with a sibling who's being annoying, right? But when we are faithful with these little things... the way that we are able to be patient to endure is different, right? Some of us have endured great trial and hardship and some of us are currently as well. And keeping the tension, or not keeping the tension, but acknowledging the tension that, for instance, the Lord does not give sickness, he is good, he is our loving father, he is healer, that's who he is. That is the fruit off his tree, That he doesn't have to try. That tree doesn't try, God just is. He's good and he's healer and he, he heals. Whereas it's the enemy's plan and purpose to steal, kill and destroy. So we can look at our lives and say, okay, steal, kill and destroy. Does it fall under this category? That's the enemy, that's not the Lord. And at the same time, when we are enduring those things, what does it look like to be patient and wait on him and and abide in him as we walk with endurance, with this level of patience that is actually inside of us to access no matter what our circumstance or how intense. No matter what situation you might be facing today, whether you feel like it's little or small, it matters, little or big, sorry, small, little, or bigger or more intense, the Lord has a different and new level of patience for you to access as you access what He's already put inside of you today. And yeah, you know what? I just I want to encourage you. Those of you who are enduring right now with patience, trials, and and things that are intense. Maybe it's family dynamics. Maybe it's health. Um, any 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 variants of things. I want to encourage you. Patience. The Lord is doing a work in you and he will not finish until it's completed. He does not bring sickness. He does not bring disease. But all things work for the glory of God to those who love him. Amen. Just one moment here. Let's practice our patience. Can I share with you some keys that I found in my life as I've worked out that muscle in my world? Would that be okay? Okay. So, the first key that I have found to be hugely, uh, just massive, is thankfulness, thankfulness. Thankfulness changes everything, absolutely everything. Um, I think it's important to recognize that there's certain things we need to recognize. Um, If there's a situation that's intense and hard, um, definitely going there, you know, saying, man, Lord, like, this is disappointing. This is hard, this is challenging. Definitely going there, absolutely. I'm not saying deny that part. That's definitely a part of the process. Um, And also this thankfulness. Hey, Lord, I'm so glad this wasn't worse or um, I'm so glad that, um, that you're in here with me. I'm so glad that you've brought an incredible team of doctors to coming alongside of us to help support us through this process. I'm so glad that whatever, wherever on the scale it is, thankfulness changes everything. Because thankfulness, <clears throat> what thankfulness does is it, it changes our focus from what God's not doing to what He is, right? It changes our perspective and it changes our gaze from shoot to, okay, Lord, where are you in this and what are you doing? Okay, Lord, what are you developing in me right now? Okay, Lord, I don't wanna go around this mountain twice, so teach me what you have to teach me while I'm here. I wanna learn it well. Thankfulness is huge. When I am um, in a situation with uh, maybe a senior who um, just even recently I've um, just been working with lots of uh, refusal, refusal for self for care and things like that. Um, and as I'm as I'm I'm there with this lady and she's refusing to eat or allow me to assist her to eat. Um, I just if I respond in thankfulness, it's it's a lot different than if I was to respond in force and. Um, and anger, and I think that uh, I think that maybe there are times um, for not patience, whatever that is. Um, was Jesus patient all the time? No, he was not. One time he threw some tables over in the temple because the religious leaders were taking advantage of people and turned the house of God into a marketplace, and he was not pleased at all. But this is why we have the Holy Spirit inside of us because this teacher inside of us will show us what we need for any given situation at any time, amen? Another key that I found just like absolutely is an absolute game changer is uh, asking questions. I will ask the Lord questions about people like, Lord, what do you see? What do you see right now? And that, that one question could change everything. Lord, what do you see right now with this lady who's refusing care? Oh, wow. You see that she's so beautiful. Okay. Hey, you're so beautiful. Saying what I see, saying what I hear. Hmm. Her face changes. This is last week. Like, and then I asked the Lord, Lord, what? Can I ask her right now? Okay. I, and then I just listen and I'm like, hey, do you want to do it yourself? Can I give you the spoon? No response. Hey. And then I just ask the Lord again, Lord, what can I ask her? What can I do? Rather than being impatient in that moment of like, oh, you're not eating. This is my job. I need to go. I'm late. I was late. I had another client to go to, et cetera, et cetera. But just being like, hmm, if I leave right now, this lady won't eat. She won't get breakfast or lunch because she didn't eat a breakfast. Asking the Lord, hey, what can I ask right now? Lord, why am I here right now instead of anybody else? What can I I do right now that maybe nobody else would do if it was someone else in this position? I love asking those questions because then he just brings purpose to what we're doing in a way that we can partner with that, okay, Great, I asked this lady, um, I felt like the Lord asked me to ask her something specific. So I ask her and she says, yep, and she opens her mouth after 20 minutes. I'm like, wow, why didn't I ask you sooner? (laughs) But just listening to the Lord, listening to the Holy Spirit as we ask him questions about people, that has been hugely helpful for me as I walk out patience in my life. Also, this one you'll remember. I stop and smell the flowers. That is a very practical way that I work out patience in my life. In this world that is crazy fast and busy, I, especially at Walmart, because I usually have a lot of them there, uh, I, I make an effort to go out of my way to do something that slows me down. Because I've found, for me, in this culture, that is, is super helpful for me. Do you think you'll remember that? Next time you see flowers at Walmart? We're gonna invite the the worship team up here. Um, And I just invite you to close your eyes for a moment as I ask some questions. What would it look like if we actually took Jesus at his word and began to walk in this fruit of the spirit, patience in our daily lives? What would people say about us? How could we show the world a deeper truth of who Jesus is as we allow patience to flow through our lives? I think it's pretty fair to say that each one of us is presented with opportunities to be patient on any given day. Let's just ask the Lord. Lord, what's one Where's one area of my life that you will empower me in a new way this week to be patient? What's one area of my life that you will empower me to be patient this week in a different way? Also, God, we just ask that you would highlight a person, if there's a certain person that maybe we haven't been as patient with, that you will empower us to be patient towards in a way that will change things in that relationship, that friendship. you finished, I just invite you to open your eyes. And I'll leave you with this. We have been empowered by the Holy Spirit to access the fruit of patience that's already inside of us. What are you gonna do with that this week? How are you gonna work that out in your life? In communion with Him, not outside of Him, not works that are striving and trying to get there on our own for something we don't have yet, how are you going to allow Him to show that fruit to people as we access what's already inside of us?